What up and welcome to the Beneath the Dirt Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Bone. Thank you for tuning in. Episode 135 in the ha. What is good, everybody? How's everybody doing out there? You all staying safe? Y'all enjoying the fucking spring weather? I know where I'm at right now. It's fucking nice out. A little bit chilly. Nips get a little bit hard when you go outside, but shit ain't too bad out there. Feeling a little nice. Fucking microphone, bro. And yeah, whether you're tuned in on YouTube or your favorite podcasting app, thank you for tuning in. Much love. It's super appreciated. 135 up in this motherfucker. We just cranking right along. It's right. I don't give a fuck. I don't know why I said that, but fuck it. We all up in the motherfucking house. We got shit to talk about. New music, news, all that shit. Shit we should have talked about last week, but I had no fucking idea. But before we get into that, let's get into some new music, shall we? Low key. Low key. The Mission In Fact General dropped the new single off his Metatonia album, I believe it's called. I don't know. Yo. But he dropped his new single, Fade. This is off his All Rock project. Um, I thought Blood of Aizu was an All Rock project. I mean, that was a fucking metal project, if you ask me. But he's calling this his new metal project. So, I don't know. Rock, him singing, harmonizing, all that shit. This song sounds super dope. Low Key is just mad underrated, mad slept on. A lot of people miss him doing the wicked shit, you know, spitting raps and all that. His last couple albums haven't been that at all. You had The Blood of Aizu, which was, um, like I said, an all-metal album. And then you had um, the album after that. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. It was one of my fucking favorite albums of fucking last year. So many fucking albums dropped. But uh, the Eyes of Parasuva, and that was just like super mellow, laid back, melodic, him singing the entire time. I think there was one verse where he rapped on it, you know, no wicked shit. Dude really just experiments with his sounds all over the place, but he just does it all really well. And this single right here, Fade, is fucking fire. If you haven't checked it out, I definitely recommend you check it out. If you haven't peeped any of Loki's newest shit in the last handful of years, you gotta check it out. He still drops wicked shit. You know, he had the American Monster EP, the Demon Days EP, uh, the Mission Effect project was like five, six years ago as well. So within the last handful of years, he's still dropping rap, horrorcore, wicked shit, and then mixing it in with this rock sounding stuff, this... Uh, industrial sounding stuff that he's been experimenting with. And it's just, no matter what sound this dude does, he absolutely fucking kills it. And then he dropped the cover art for the album, Metatonia. I I, I don't know. Let's try to set it, set, sound it out together. Metanonia? Metanoia? Met, yeah, we ain't doing it. That's enough struggle for me right there. But the album is dropping this Friday. I'm hyped for it because the single's super dope. His last couple projects, which were Oracle projects, he dropped two last year. And he's given us the uh, another one this year, the fifth one this year. So, shit. Low-key, staying busy for 2021. You know, this dude don't do shows or anything like that. So, really no excuse for him not to just be cranking out music like a fucking madman, if you will. So peep that new low-key single fade. The album drops on Friday. I'm hyped for it. Dude kills it. He's also saying he's got a rap project. So there is a rap project coming this year. I believe that was announced. We went through like his whole 2021 schedule a couple months back. That was in there. Possibly a horrorcore project. Fifth Oracle, like I said. Low-key fucking killing it. Per usual. And super dope to see. Other new music we got hit with last week. We got hit with this out of fucking nowhere. Surprise albums. You know, with the digital age, a lot of people just drop albums. Like, hey, yo, we got an album dropping in two days. 
here you fucking go. And that's what Zarface did. Zarface, Esoteric, Inspector Deck, uh, DJ7L announced, I believe it was on Wednesday, that they were dropping their new album on Friday and then it was another, another collaboration project with MF Doom. So that shit dropped on Friday. It's out now. Album's called Say What? Zarface, MF Doom, their second album together. Rest in peace to MF Doom. No word if this is like the last recorded material from MF Doom. Um, But it is all brand new music. I saw people speculating that it would be remixes of the uh, Zarface meets Metal Face album. But it's all new songs. 10 tracks, 27 minutes. Features from DMC of Run DMC, Del the Funky Homo Sapien. I haven't got a chance to listen to the album yet. This album that I like, Zarface is one of those groups that I I like need to have find the time to sit down and listen to the album. You know what I mean? And I just haven't been able to fucking find the time to listen to the album so far this weekend. But I'm definitely gonna dive into it. Zarface, like, just one of my favorite groups. In the last handful of years, without a doubt. Ever since their first album came out, I've just been a fan of these guys. The last couple projects, including the project with Doom, wasn't a big fan. The the project with Ghostface wasn't a big fan. Um, But, you know, still bangers on the tracks, uh, on the albums here and there. Um, But their first three albums are fucking phenomenal to me. So I'm definitely looking forward to this shit. I'm a huge Zarface collector as well. All the CDs, the vinyl, all that shit. So I was super hyped when they dropped this. I knew people would go fucking nuts because of the MF Doom shit. You know, I'm not the biggest Doom fan, but, you know, I got I could recognize his um, impact that he had on the culture and all that shit. And then Esoteric even released a statement to go along with the announcement of the album. He said Super What was recorded and slated to drop in April of 2020. So this album was supposed to come out a little over a year ago. This album was done more than a year ago. Um, and But didn't drop. Said when COVID-19 struck, the world stopped. We chose to pull it, focus on family, fine-tune some shit. Uh, mixed and mastered in the summer of 2020. And it's their honor. You know, they're saying they're incredibly fortunate to have collaborated with Doom. He's one of a kind, never to be duplicated. MC, producer, and visionary. We wish peace and healing to his family, friends, and everyone touched by the gifts he shared with the planet MF Doom forever. So this album was done before April of last year. It was supposed to come out April of last year, but when everything got shut down, they decided to pull it. And, you know, it wasn't announced... Until New Year's Eve when Doom passed. That's when they announced it. But he had died on, I believe, Halloween night. So this album was done long before he passed. Again, rest in peace to Doom. Shout out to Zarface, Esoteric, Inspected Deck, DJ7L. They've been killing it with this Zarface shit. I'm definitely looking forward to uh, diving into this project. So that's out there. That new album from Zarface and MF Doom. Super what? Super fresh. Super fucking dope. Now we got a new announcement from Devereaux and Shaggy the Airhead. They announced they got a new album. Not uh, They do have a new album, but they also announced their record label, Mythic Minds. A while back. And I don't remember if I talked about it on the show or not. But they did announce. uh, Mythic Minds is is their new label. What they're working on. Shaggy the Airhead. Devereaux. And then they announced. They're dropping Menace Music Volume 1. Will be here June 1st. So Devereaux, Shaggy the Airhead. An all instrumental album that they've been working on. Since 2016. Cover art looks fucking dope. Bright and colorful. Super fresh. You got the fucking dude holding uh, Shaggy the Airhead and Devereaux with the lazy and crazy shit. You know, that Shaggy the Airhead's um, clothing line and whatnot. Cover art 
super fucking dope. Curious to hear this instrumental project. So for all aspiring whack rappers out there, this project is perfect. An instrumental album for you to ruin, but hopefully not. Because Devereaux fucking kills it. Some of the shit I be hearing Shaggy the Earhead does fucking kills it. He been producing shit since the Swag Tooth days as well. People might not know it, but he produced some shit on that Dead York album from Swag Tooth. So I'm looking forward to seeing what these guys got coming forward. And, you know, Shaggy the Airhead and Devereaux, they also be got production on Yum Yum Bedlam. Yum Yum Bedlam, we have no idea. No idea when the fuck that's coming out. It was supposed to come out on Christmas. Then I think it was March 5th. Then they said, fuck it, we ain't giving y'all a release date. <laughs> Which is good, because what the fuck? Better to not give us a release date than to give us another one and not follow through. But they got production on that shit. They produced shit on the Halloween EP that ICP put out. And Yum Yum's Lore, that came out, so... They got production all over the place. And speaking of ICP, last week we talked about the final streams of the April Streams Leaves Mugs Beeman and the Prom Night Massacre show. I, I talked about how I didn't see it. I just kind of skipped through to one song, watched the one song, and that was it. Looked dope to me. People were hitting me up on social medias like, bro, Violent J was forgetting all his lyrics, mumbling the lyrics, and all this shit. Now, I had no fucking idea until after I recorded the show. And then, after I recorded the show again, I saw this post that Violent J posted the day after the concert, which would have been Saturday. You know, I don't record my shows till Sunday. So this post was out there for a whole day before I saw it, and I didn't see it till after I recorded the show. But Violent J took to Facebook said, Ninjas, I sincerely apologize for missing Mad Lyrics last night. Even on songs I'd known backwards for decades. Last night was a strange, strange mix of extreme fun and extreme nervousness. We've never taken so much time off since we began. I suddenly be... I suddenly... Wait. I guess suddenly being up there again had my brain crashing and trying to reboot. What a bizarre feeling it is to have a blast while your nerves eat you alive. So I was like, all right. I asked the people on social media. Some people said it wasn't bad. Others people said it was fucking horrendous and it made the fucking stream unwatchable. Um, People that actually attended the concert said they didn't even really notice while being there. Just the energy of being at a live show for the first time in over a year was just... Enough to not even notice that they were fucking up the lyrics on stage. The biggest problem with this is, is Violent J did fuck up a lot. A lot. A lot, a lot. (laughs) And chalk it up to not being on stage or what, but I don't know, man. Like, I would imagine these dudes rehearsal, right? Before a concert, before any fucking concert. I would imagine they rehearse, right? So... I don't think there's really any excuse for fucking up your lyrics as bad as this dude did. Like when the netting game hit and then Boogie Woogie Woo hit right after that. Like netting game, he tried, he started rapping out that first verse and just quickly said, fuck it. Fuck it. Ain't doing it. I don't remember shit. And then Boogie Woogie Woo came on and this dude was just fucking mumbling the lyrics. Like, like, trying to save it the backing tracks were still there like so you could still hear lyrics like they're still playing in the background but he's supposed to be rapping along to the shit you know shaggy's still doing his hype man parts him shaggy hitting all his parts in general not missing a fucking beat but jay was fucking struggling 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 once netting game hit it seemed like shit just walking just took a fucking hard nosedive and he was just struggling up there big time fucking struggling and 
Maybe you wouldn't notice if you were at the concert, but because of the live stream and you could hear the lyrics way louder than anything else, way louder than anything, uh, you know, than the music and whatnot, because of the way they had it set up, I guess, because of the live stream, you could definitely notice how fucked up it was. And, you know, him putting out the apology you know, solidifies that he really fucked up that, you know, to fuck up, pass me by. Like you've been playing that song for almost 25 years. I don't know if it's a lack of rehearsal, lack of caring, uh, under the influence, fucking drinking, whatever it may be. I don't know, but what the fuck, man? Not a good look. Not a good look. When I first heard people saying it online, I, I gave I gave Jay the benefit of the doubt immediately. I know he's known to fuck up live shows. I know that. But I was like, it can't be that fucking bad. But it was. And I think it was probably more noticeable in the stream. You know, you're at the concert getting sprayed by Fago and shit. The concert still looked live as fuck. Uh, but, you know, maybe you did notice live if you were there. Did you notice how bad he was fucking up the lyrics? Because on the stream, it was just fucking clear as day. And kind of sad to watch. You know, I hope with the Yum Yum Bedlam album, like, they're really trying to get into tip-top shape. Trying to do this shit, not fuck fuck it up. You know what I mean? Because um, the last couple performances they had, I mean, they had Big Ballers. Violent J wasn't there for Big Ballers. They had the Juggalo Day concert in February. I didn't watch that. Uh, I don't even remember the theme for the concert. Anything like that. I don't know how that went. So I have no idea. Then they had the acoustic performance for Halloween. And that was dope. I don't think Violent J fucked up once during that shit. Shaggy had his fucking lyrics on the fucking, you know, on his paper and whatnot. And I don't know, man. You know, Violent J forgetting his lyrics. It's not the first time it's happened. And I don't think it'll be the last time it'll happen. But him apologizing for it, maybe, maybe... He'll put that extra step forward and maybe rehearse, do what he's got to do to put together and keep keep it together to do a good performance for the fans, for the Juggalos. You know, ain't nothing more disappointing when you go see a fucking group or person live that you've been wanting to see and they just fucking suck, suck. You know, definitely not one of ICP's fucking better performances. I mean, I don't know what else to say. But other than this dude fucked up, forgot just classic, classic shit. And like, it, like songs that he's been performing for fucking 25 plus years. You know what I mean? Like songs that get played at every show that are just staples in the ICP catalog. So yeah. He fucked up his shit and he fucked it up bad. And I think it just sounded worse on the stream than it probably did at the concert. Obviously, it was noticeable at the concert when he just gave up on fucking rapping at all. And just doing whatever the fuck he was doing on stage. I'm not going to lie, though. I still want to see. I, I can't fucking wait to get back to an ICP show. Watch them spray the Fago live in in effect, in person, crazy shit, I, I can't fucking wait. Regardless of the fuck-ups of the Prom Night Massacre show, I'm still hyped to get out there and check out a fucking ICP concert. I don't give a fuck, man. So, yeah, Violent J fucking up his lyrics. And, like I said, not the first time, definitely not the last time either. And another ICP news... They dropped a fucking poster up on eBay. It's up on eBay. Not up on any of their official stores. But it's the same seller who sold the Riddle Box poster, the Ringmaster, and Terror Wheel posters. We got the Fat Ronnie Dog Beats 
variant poster. If you remember back when they, uh, I think they were talking about doing this album, like re-releasing this cover. They said they were going to do a poster for it. So the poster is here. It's up on eBay, not up on Psychopathic Merch or the other one, Psychopathic Vault. So that's out there. And it's like 12 bucks, some shit like that. Cheap, 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 cheap. And free shipping, so dope. And another ICP news. Not so really fucking news, but... You know, I was cleaning up my room down here in my mom's basement today in preparation of the show like I do every fucking week. You know, you got dust, fucking vacuum and all that shit, the Dorito dust and all that shit from playing video games and whatnot. But, you know, I was cleaning and, you know, I got my CD shelf over here and on top of my CD shelf, I always keep four records up on the shelf. I pick up four records like once a month. I, I you know, I interchange these vinyl records and display them up on top of my CD shelf. And for the last couple weeks, I got Bang Pow Boom, The Mighty Death Pop, The Marvelous Missing Link, and Fearless Fred Fury up on top of my CD collection, just kind of in preparation of Yum Yum Bedlam, the Yum Yum Flower, the fifth Joker's card of the second deck. And I was thinking, you know, how would you rank ICP's Joker's cards of the second deck? I've already done my ICP Joker's card ranking. It's like a boring-ass video, if I got to be completely honest with you. I looked like I was half dead in the video. It was very early on when I started doing YouTube and actually doing videos. I was not comfortable at all being on camera, even being on mic yet. And I did that fucking video. I'm, I've been debating on taking it down or not. Redoing it. Because it might have changed a little bit. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But as far as the second deck goes to rank them, how the fuck would you rank Death Pop, Bang Pow Boom, Missing Link, and Fearless Fred Fury? How would you rank them? How I would rank them from... Least favorite to favorite. Least favorite would be Marvelous Missing Link. Easily. Like, I just don't enjoy that. Either one of those albums. Number three would be... It's tough. And this is where it might change. But I would probably put, for now, number three, Fearless Fred Fury. It's a fucking dope album. Don't get me wrong. You know, the t other than Marvelous Missing Link... The other three Joker's cards of the second deck are fire. All of them, just super dope albums. And Fearless Fred Fury, you know, was a very fucking needed surprise and relief from ICP. And it's a super dope album, but I got to put it at number three. Because Bang Pow Boom is just a little bit better. And that's what I would put at number two, is Bang Pow Boom. Now, there's two songs I skip on Fearless Fred Fury. What is it? High head and low. So those are the two songs that I skip on uh, Fearless Fred Fury. But uh, Bang Pow Boom, there's a couple songs I skip on there now. I'm bringing up the track list for it now because I probably won't be able to remember off the top of my head. But I fucking love Bang Pow Boom. Uh, the Bone is a track I skip on Bang Pow Boom and probably Vultures. Uh, or maybe not. Is it Vultures? I think actually The Bone might be the only track I skip on Bang Pow Boom. Like every other song on that. I Found a Body, Love is Fire, Fonz Pond, I'ma Fucking Kill You. I love that shit. Juggalo Island, like just underrated. Like that shit's classic at this point. So yeah, The Bone is probably the only track I skip on Bang Pow Boom. I fucking love that album. Again, that album was a much-needed breath of fresh air and relief and surprise from ICP following up The Tempest. So that shit is super dope. Number two for me. And then number one, Mighty Death Pop. Easily the best album of the second deck. Not one song is skippable for me. I fucking love every single song on Mighty Death Pop. ICP and Mikey Clark went fucking 
hard as fuck on that album. They recorded so much music for that shit, and it paid off because that shit was fire, fire, super dope follow-up to Bang Pow Boom. Uh, the only unfortunate thing with the Mighty Death Pop is if you have Apple Music, the shit is not up on Apple Music. You get um every other version of Mighty Death Pop, you know, Mikey Clock's Extra Pop Emporium, Freaky Tales, uh, the cover songs, the remixes and all that shit, but you don't get the actual album. And I don't know if ICP knows that or or what, but Mighty Death Pop, the actual album itself is not up on Apple Music, from what I can fucking tell. Because every once in a while, I want to listen to some Bazooka Joey, and I fucking can't because the album is not up there. It's not even under compilations like Great Malenko is. Bang Pow Boom is under compilations. Like, shiz. Their Apple Music is all fucked up. I don't know how their Spotify or Title or anything like that is. But, yeah. Bang Pow Boom. I mean, Mighty Death Pop is not up on Apple Music. But, regardless, don't matter because I have the fucking CD. I have all fuck three versions and the vinyl. I got to put that as the best card of the second deck. Easily, in my opinion. So, Again, where do y'all rank the four Joker's cards that have dropped so far of the second deck? Hit me up on my social medias. Let me know. If you're watching on fucking YouTube, drop a comment. I'm curious to see how people rank it. I know a lot of people got Fearless Fred as number one. And it's been a couple years since Fearless Fred. And when I did that ranking of ICP's uh, Joker's cards, it was like a week or two after Fearless Fred Fury came out. So it was still brand new and fresh when I ranked that album. Like I purposely waited for that album to drop to do that ranking. So that's why I said it might change because that album is super dope. But so is Bang Pow Boom and, you know, Mighty Death Pop. So yeah. Let me know where you rank them shits. I'm curious. And I'll be posting the image up on up on all my social medias today. Monday. When you hear this podcast, the day this shit drops, I'll be dropping the I'll be dropping the image. So on my social medias, <laughs> you won't even actually have to have to hit me up. You'll just have to leave a fucking comment under the picture of the four Jokers cards and let me know how the fuck you rank them. Because I'm curious to see how other people I'm curious to see if anybody would rank Marvelous Missing Link as number one. That's what I'm really curious to see. If Marvelous Missing Link is anybody's number one of the second deck. Not saying it's not possible. It just seems impossible, but I'm not saying it is, but yeah, no. But let's get into some more new music. We got New Tech 9. New Tech 9 dropped this week. He dropped a new single with a dude named Hush. Uh, I guess the it's a group project. I don't even know. But Tech Nine said he's been working hard on it for a while. Song's called Let Lost Happen. Uh, the group is called Blight. Did I say that? Blight, B-L-I-G-H-T. Tech Nine and Hush. This ain't the Detroit rapper Hush. I don't know who this Hush is. But this song starts off fucking fire. I'm like, yo, this song is dope. And then just takes a fucking nosedive into horse shit real fucking quick into some fucking electronic fucking EDM dubstep shit. And I'm like, no, no. And then this other dude starts rapping and I'm like, no, no. Tech Nine was killing that shit. And then the beat dropped and that shit was ass. Was not good. <laughs> not good. I guess I could be a little more polite. When I'm talking about shit that I don't like, but it just wasn't good. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? For me. So, but but it's out there. New tech is in the works. Like, I don't ever doubt this dude's not fucking working. But tech is working on some shit with this dude, I guess. Whatever happened to Kabosh with Chris Calico? You know? And what was it? Dirty Worms was the band that he was supposed to be doing uh, Kabosh with Chris Calico? Like, whatever happened to that group project? Um, 
you know, is Chris Calico even on strange music? Go to his Instagram and it says for all business inquiries, hit Chris Calico at fucking gmail.com or some shit. <laughs> no mention of strange music, anything. You know, he did drop that album. Uh, that whole fucking tech isn't signed. He'd never fucking signed a contract, whatever. It's strange. And then supposedly he signed one, dropped an album, and then we're back to nothing with Chris. But it is what it is, I guess. I don't even know. Is is Chris hyping for tech at, uh, uh, during these online streams, concerts that they've been doing? I don't know because I haven't been watching them. So, yeah, if you could let me know, because I have no fucking idea. But the new tech is out. Starts out fire. Like, that first verse is really dope. And that just goes into some fucking dubstep shit, and it's just not good to me. And then, strange music-related news. We got a picture posted up on Instagram last week of Cut Calhoun and Stevie Stone linking up. Sheesh. Two former Strange Music artists, Stevie Stone, freshly off Strange Music. Cut Ben off for a minute now. I never heard his last album. Is his last album any good? Um, but Stevie Stone, he's a, he's freshly off, dropping some new shit, singles and whatnot. And they're linked up. Looks like they're going to be doing some shit together. Maybe they'd be talking some shit about Strange. Who the fuck knows? Or maybe they'll just get together and do some music because... Ain't nobody worked with Cut Calhoun since he left Strange. Nobody. Nobody from Strange. So, curious to see uh, what these two dudes going to be bringing to us, giving to us in the near future. You know, it's been a few years since Truth Be Told dropped from Cut Calhoun. Again, never heard it. I never even picked up a hard copy, and I own all his shit, so that's... That's like one of those things on the gotta eventually get list that I gotta, you know, the hard copy list. Gotta cop that Cook Calhoun. So, curious to see what those dudes are gonna give us and uh, see if they be uh, slinging some shit towards Strange or not. Who the fuck knows, right? It'll fucking stir that pot up a little bit, you know? Fuck it. Let's get at some Magic Ninja news. A whole bunch of Magic Ninja news, actually. This week, we got the ROC. I meant to mention this last week and the week before, I believe, because they announced it way ahead of time. The ROC has yet another fucking single dropping this Friday. New single called No Escaping This. His last two singles sounded dope. Looking forward to this. Hopefully, we get an ROC album this year. Early next year, some shit. I don't know. I w- I want new ROC. I've been. I feel like I've been hooting and hollering about it the last couple months on this show since he started doing or dropping these singles. So I'm ready for new ROC. Glad to see him pumping out music. I'm probably. I'm sure I probably fucking said that a million times as well. But it's been a minute since fucking Digital Voodoo dropped. So new ROC dropping this Friday. And then they announced new Lex the Hexmaster dropping, featuring Jamie Madrox uh, this Friday as well. So we're getting new Lex and ROC this Friday. The single's called Closed Minds, Lex and Jamie Madrox. Is this another single off episode three of the four-part EP series that Lex the Hexmaster was doing? He dropped two really fast and then... No word on three or four yet. I don't know if he hit some writer's block or what. But those first two parts came out super quick. And I thought we'd have the fourth part out by now. For sure. We're in May. We're fucking nearing halfway through the year already. Time fucking goes by quick. I'm just realizing that as I say it. But new Lex this week. New ROC as well. So Magic Ninja staying busy. Pumping out the new shit. Speaking of new shit, a la Zulu dropped the video for Deathbed. Premiered on NotFest.com. NotFest? Slipknot NotFest? Yeah. Slipknot NotFest, Rune. That's right. And it premiered over there. I don't know. 
uh, focus, focus. All right, we're good. Yeah, we're good. All right, keep the fuck ups in the episodes. Right, fuck it. I'll absolutely lose deathbed premiered on notfest.com. You know, the festival run by fucking Slipknot. So, Twisted had some shit debut over there at one point. I forget. I think it was one of their rock singles. But we got the video for Deathbed off the Mausoleum album. Makes sense. You know, some super gory shit. These dudes rocking masks. Slipknot rocks the masks, all that shit. The visuals match the energy of what Slipknot does. So it just makes perfect sense to put Zool up on there. Good look for them. Definitely a good look for them. And the video, super dope. Super dope. Over the top, gory, you know, 80 slasher flick type stuff. That's what it really reminds me of. Just like over the top horror shit. And it's super dope. I, the video is fucking fire. Some people are saying it's their best. I don't know about that for me personally, but it's up there. Definitely top two or three. And it's up on their YouTube now. And if you go to their YouTube, you know, you sign in. You know, every once in a while you come across a video and it's like for mature audiences or whatever. And you just got to click like or you know, they force you to sign in. If you're not signed in, you have to sign in to watch it to verify your age. Well, this shit here, like... Even if you're signed in, like, I had to click, like, okay, I want to watch this fucking video, like, three or four times before they let me watch the video. Graphic fucking scenes. I'm like, okay, yeah, I want to watch it. And then they asked again. I was like, all right, what the fuck? And then, like, the third time he came up, I was like, yo, they really want to make sure that we want to watch this fucking video. I'm seeing some people saying the, uh, in the alley group that even though... They're signed in, logged in, verified their age and all that. They can't even watch the video. So, you know, super gory, like I said. you Not YouTube friendly, but they got it up on YouTube. Who knows how long it'll last up there. I'm surprised it's last this long. And, you know, we'll just fucking wait and see. But, the you know, get it while it's fucking hot because the video is super dope. Directed by Tom Martino who is the mask maker for Al Azulilu, who's been making masks for a long-ass time. And he does all the special effects and whatnot in this video, and it's, it's super dope, man. Just kudos to Tom Martino and Al Azulilu for killing it on this video. Just some classic, gory, over-the-top horror, horror movie shit. Slasher flick shit, if you will. So, yeah. The video for Deathbed is fucking super dope. Super dope. And then we got a little bit of Twisted news. This is the new look from Twisted. We've seen it before. The ski mask on Monoxide, Jamie Madrox, no mask. But they were announced to play the, the WRIF Festival. 101 The Riff. I believe that's like Detroit Rock Station. Saturday, September 18th, 2021. They'll be playing the same festival as Rob Zombie, Chevelle, Candlebox. Fucking Candlebox? They had that one song a long-ass time ago. Their first album was fucking dope. Candlebox was the shit back in, what, 92? 91? Some shit like that? 93? And then you got Twisted and a few other bands I have no idea, but Rob Zombie? I've been saying this since fucking Green Book dropped, or even before that. I would love to see Rob Zombie and Twisted do some shit together. I don't know if it's beneath Rob Zombie to do some shit with Twisted or not. You know, they be teasing. They have guest features for the Rock Project that are going to blow everybody's minds and whatnot. I really hope Rob Zombie is one of those collaborators on the new Twisted shit because I really do think that they could put together a dope Dope fucking track. Even let Rob Zombie produce the shit? I don't know, but... Rob Zombie and Twisted on paper, to me, sounds like it would be fire. But, nevertheless, they're opening up a festival for him. I, I'm, a, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume this is an in-person thing. 
I don't know, because concerts are coming back. Festivals are coming back. People are getting the shot and whatnot. So, yeah. The, the, the festival, the riff with Rob Zombie, Twisted, Chevelle, and Candlebox. I wish I could remember the fucking Candlebox song. The fuck was that song? I'm going to... Now that I'm curious, I'm going to go peep on Apple Music afterwards. That Candlebox. I remember he was like singing into a light bulb or some shit in the video. <laughs> fucking Candlebox, bro. I'm surprised they're still around. I had no fucking idea. But the big news from Magic Ninja Entertainment this week, the East Side Ninjas project is up for pre-order. The Pact of the Four is the name of the project. And we got all sorts of bundles. Just like Magic Ninja always does. We got a t-shirt, a jersey. There's a cassette option, a CD option. There's no bundle with the cassette and CD um, there is a variant with the cassette. I don't know what, how many cassettes they're limited to. Um, but every order comes with a free sticker. Uh, the Jersey looks dope. T-shirt is the album cover. Blaze, ABK, and Twisted is Eastside Ninjas. The album drops June 4th. So less than a month from now, the album is coming out. We talked about it last week that the pre-orders might go up, and they did. So that was dope to see. I'm surprised that we're even actually fucking seeing this album. To keep it a fucking all the way a thousand that we're even getting this album. Because we got the first single, and other than that, it's just been Monoxide on live stream saying, Yeah, we recorded the album. Shit's done. Do you want it? Let us know. And I feel like I haven't heard that many people hooting and hollering for the Eastside Ninjas project, but we got the track list right here. It's 10 tracks. Some people are calling it an EP. It's borderline. I don't know what classifies an EP from an LP. Regardless, the shit is 10 tracks. I'm looking forward to it because that first single, the ESN single, was fire. Produced by Young Wicked. I'm fucking hyped, hyped for this project. That 420 project from Twisted was banging. I'm still bumping that shit. And and that says something because for those weed-themed projects or Halloween projects, you know, anything that's themed around a holiday or anything of the sort usually doesn't get that many plays. But I've been Banging that Electric Lettuce EP a lot. A lot. So I'm hyped for this project. And Twisted Ben killing it, man. Twisted Ben killing it. The Mad Season album was fucking fire. Revelation was super dope. I was bumping that again a couple weeks back. After they did the uh, the docu-stream. Just because I hadn't heard it in a while. And they played a couple tracks off it. I went back and listened to it. I was like, yo, this album's dope. So Twisted Ben killing it. I'm looking forward to this Eastside Ninjas project. Young Wicked took to Instagram and said, can't wait for y'all to hear this one. I produced the majority of the album and mixed the whole thing. This shit slaps. All right, couple things here. Young Wicked mixed and mastered it. It's going to sound dope. He did, or I don't know, mastered it, but he said mixed it. But he mixed the Electric Lettuce Project. That shit bangs, bumps hard so there again I, I just wish he would engineer all of M&E shit that way I know I'm getting a fucking good sounding project but anyway so th- there's that and he produced the majority of it this dude's production has been fucking fire his production on electric lettuce super dope that we all float track that beat is fucking banging that shit bumps in the whip bumps in the home st- uh, home studio speakers, whatever. That's just fucking fire. But again, where the fuck is a Young Wicked album or mixtape? Where's the Young Wicked mixtape volume two? Where's the Young Wicked album? Fuck, man. You've been fucking screaming for that shit for well over a year at this point. But Eastside Ninjas, 
June 4th. I'm fucking hyped for it. You know I got my pre-order in. Without a fucking doubt. ABK Blaze Twisted. Let's fucking go. I'm mad. I'm... I'm you know, this album was announced on Wednesday last week. And then Zarface was announced like a little bit later. Like Wednesday last week was like... My brain was like... Wig fucking blew back. It's still fucking on the sidewalk... Somewhere, I forget where I was walking when I fucking saw the news for this shit. Wigs just blown back. Lost all my hair. All that good shit, but fuck, man. Eastside Ninjas is happening. M&E staying busy per usual, man. They don't fucking slow down over there at all. Doesn't matter if they lose artists or not. They just fucking keep pumping shit out. And for the most part, it's pretty good. Is pretty good. So, yeah. Fucking hype for that shit, man. And we got a couple more releases that came out this week. Scum. Scum. The LSP Gorefather announced Dying World Chronicles Red Grounds. I believe he had the Gray Skies project dropped a couple months back. I think he said he's dropping four projects this year. Three? I, I can't remember, but. We got Red Grounds right here, he announced. Uh, coming soon, working on it. And then he dropped his new single uh, this past Friday, Beyond Comprehension. So that's up on all DSPs right now. Scum, ain't no slowing down for this dude. This dude's been putting it down for damn near 20 fucking years. So he got new shit, new single out now. New album coming soon as well. And then we got another new single from Mad Child. He dropped that terrible, terrible OnlyFans track last week, which was fucking awful. Awful. <laughs> Just want to beat that one into the fucking ground until it's dead. Um, but he followed up with a new track called Overdose. A much better track. Much better. Uh, Overdose. You can guess what the fucking subject matter is. I, I want I want uh Boom Bat Mad Child. This ain't really it, but it is definitely a much better song than OnlyFans was. And I don't know why this dude is really trying to follow that Joyner Lucas, Tom McDonald route of just trying to the the way to shoot videos and the subject matter and wrap it on tracks. I want Mad Child to be like the old school swollen members match how where he's just talking his shit, rapping about being a fucking a dragon in a dungeon somewhere, you know, some Dungeons and Dragons type shit. This isn't really the sound that I'm looking for from Mad Child. Yes, the song is better than OnlyFans, but still not what I want from Mad Child in particular. I just want that boom bap shit produced by Alchemist Evidence. Rob the Viking, Sea Lance. That's the type of Mad Child shit I want. But the new single is out now. New video out now as well. And more Suburban Noise news. You know, last week was the big shit. The King Click, Chucky Chuck, Johnny Richter, Obnoxious. A lot of people love it. Some people don't. I fucking love it. Mad Child was featured on it. Jared from Head P.E. was featured on it. Head P.E. announced uh, a new album, a new EP, rather, and a tour that's going going down this summer. The new EP, Sandmine. Pre-orders are up for that shit now. So, Suburban Noise, getting back into the groove of things, doing shit. Dope to see. I'm super hyped for that fucking King Click project, though. In particular, myself. That's the one I'm most looking forward to. So new Mad Child and new Head P.E. on the way. Super dope. And then one last one before we bounce the fuck up out of here. Synth of the Cloth. You've heard me talk about the Cloth a bunch on this podcast. Riggs and Mooch. Rob Gates Mav. Synth. Uh, he dropped a new project. Uh, this pet, It actually came out about a month ago. But it hit digital this past friday it's called cloth ties it's synth and hobgoblin uh hobgoblin produced the entire fucking project 
So that's out there now. I did peep some of this shit because I am a fan of the cloth. And the only other shit I've heard of this dude is features and the cloth uh, fix tape that they put out last year. And this shit is sounding dope. Probably going to have to cop a hard copy of this shit. You know, physical collector. And yeah, if you've dug any of the cloth shit that I've talked about before, peep this shit out because it is sounding pretty fucking good. Hobgoblin, killing it on the beats. You know, Simph, not my favorite from the cloth, not my favorite member, but still killing it regardless. And yeah, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Whole bunch of shit. I appreciate everybody that's tuned the fuck in every week. Much fucking love. It's super appreciated. Like, I'm surprised people still watch my shit, still listen to my shit to to keep it all the way 100 and all the way honest. So, yeah. Who's copping that Eastside Ninjas project? I did. Who's mad about Violent J's missing the lyrics? Me? Eh, not surprised by it. But I'm going to wrap this bitch up. Thank you again for tuning in. I'm Ron Bone of the Beneath the Dirt Podcast. And until next time, I'm out. Peace.